Keller's lost command of his cutter. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> is that is that the kind of analysis you press play for today? Keller's lost command of his cutter. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning from Milwaukee. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, the other two teams that I cover. But I'm here. I'm here in Milwaukee covering this team this weekend. And the initial result was Brewers 14, Pirates 1. Again, Brewers 14, Pirates 1. Mitch wasn't particularly good. Eight runs on nine hits, three walks over five innings. He couldn't command the cutter. He really didn't get a whole lot of action on anything else either. Notably, that sweeper that's been the the thing that really early in the season was kind of a, a bread and butter pitch for him in terms of finishing hitters off. So there, that's my analysis. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Interview, interview. I also have an interview. I asked Mitch one question and got one answer. Do you think anything to it? How do you explain it? Because it hasn't been a consistent thing. It's not like there's a trend. You're having a start where it's all there and and somewhere it isn't. Um, I think if you go back and look at the other starts, like the last one was good, it's still some of them that were down um, in the zone. Just need to get it up in the zone. Now, Mitch was in a bad way, and I don't blame him. Things have not gone well for him for about a month now, other than, you know, selection to the All-Star game. But since then, it's been pretty rocky. And I, I can't, I can't do that. Me, I can't, I can't look at these games individually. I really can't. When I see the same patterns, the same trends again, and again, and again, and it's now year four. And I see new players show up. I see prospects, highly regarded prospects, first round prospects get promoted and then sent right back down. They start well. Everyone gets a little bit excited. They see things that look like they might even be special. I don't know that too many people have had excessive aspirations for Nick Gonzalez, but when he came up, after three, four games, he started hitting, and then he really started hitting. Remember those 400-foot bombs into the bushes at PNC Park? Yeah, of course. Opponents are going to adjust. There's video. There's analytics. There's we think we've got your hole. And then they'll just pound that area until you can figure out a way to adjust back. But we see that same script again and again and again. And Gonzalez was sent down yesterday. And we see also the same script where the team crumbles at some point in May or June or July. And Ben Charrington goes through the charade of telling everybody, well, we'll wait to see right up to the deadline. We'll wait to see whether or not we're going to make a move. You know, he's making a move. You know exactly which moves he's making. 
right here on the show, I called every single name. Because they know this was all preordained. 2023 was never going to matter. And they were okay with that. They were okay with this scene last night. It was just another game to them. It was just another notch in the GP column. Whether it went under W or L really didn't matter. I know sometimes people get a little edgy when I bring that up. What do you mean they don't care? What do you mean they don't they don't want to win? That sounds like, you know, lowest common denominator, uh, you know, Bob nutting this or that tripe. And those are only the people who misunderstand what I'm actually getting at here when I bring this up. Because what this is about is that 2023 never mattered. Not even after the 20 and 8 start. It just didn't because they had their own ideas about how this season was supposed to go and then what next season was supposed to mean. And that, to me, betrays, again, another example of just having no competitive spirit. Same stuff I talked about yesterday in terms of sending Carlos Santana here to Milwaukee a team you're supposed to be trying to to cut down, maybe even maybe even dislike them a little bit, maybe even not want them to do well, you know, rivals, stuff that other teams and other franchises in other cities get to enjoy and appreciate. The Pirates don't. The people running the Pirates don't. There's just so much bigger picture stuff here that I can't get caught up in the 26-year-old minor league first baseman they put out there, and they had him at leadoff last night. Alfonso Rivas was his name. Unbelievable. And they're totally fine with this, with all of it. It just doesn't matter. These are glorified Grapefruit League games to them. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun. It's a great meal and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Chris, who asks, if Mitch Keller continues to slide, does Oscar Marine have anyone to shield him 
from the Axe besides Johan Oviedo. Like Andy Haynes, I don't think Marine has been a good fit for years. Whether he's a a fit or not, whether Haynes is a fit or not, Chris, and I'm not deliberately parsing your word here. I just want to make sure that I'm answering this as precisely as I can. They haven't gotten results. They haven't gotten either veteran players or prospects to produce results. That is why players come up, they do well for a time, and then they get sent back down. That's why Rowanzi Contreras and Luis Ortiz aren't here. That's why the Pirates, when they were in Seattle on that recent road trip I was out there covering, they had to take Contreras to some pitching lab, independent pitching lab, to see if they could come up with results for why his velocity had gone down, even though he's not remotely injured. What happened? Something mechanical. Pitching coach can't figure it out? Get another pitching coach. Okay. Not complicated. But when you see that it's starter after starter after starter who began the season okay or began the season doing well or even in Mitch's case, extremely well. And the pattern that unfolds over time is one of regression, consistent regression. Under a certain coach, I mean, you know, I don't know how much you need. I don't know how much evidence you need. I could say the same thing for Nick Gonzalez. I could say it for any number of younger players that we saw have an impact early upon their arrival. It's not just Nick. I mean, Rodolfo Castro had a massive impact when he first came up a couple of years ago, and that was understandable coming up from AA that he would go back and get some more seasoning. He was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be the second baseman for this team. You want to bet Philadelphia figures him out? Want to bet? I never say stuff like that and mean it. This time I do. Do you want to lay an actual bet down that Castro becomes a very good player for the Phillies? Over the course of time. Won't be instant. But he's got power. He's got bat-to-ball ability. He can run. He can throw. He can field. Just need to put it all together. And, by the way, play the right position. And, by the way, not be a switch hitter. All of which could have happened right here in Pittsburgh. But they don't have the people to get these types of jobs done. That is not laying everything that happens that's wrong at the feet of the coaches. I'm not a believer in that either. There are players who don't get enough out of themselves. They don't apply themselves the way that they should. But the bigger scope pattern that's in play here is a kid comes up, a kid does really well, kid falls apart, kid goes back. Eventually, you're going to run out of kids. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates all week. I will, for better or worse, be here all weekend watching the Pirates and Brewers. After that, it'll be Pirates and Braves. I'm sure that'll go well. 
I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like this, but this to me is the only way to do fair coverage. Because if I come at you all Pollyanna and everything is awesome and these guys are brilliant and all of their decisions are that you're not going to and nor should you pay any attention to me because I'd just be lying to you. What I'd be offering is worthless. And this is this is bad. This is bad. Let's do it again Monday. 